Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anybody like it? Does anybody give a f***? Does anybody in this organization give a rat's ass? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. VIG. This is not okay. Who allowed you to be this beautiful? Who allowed you to be this beautiful? Who allowed you to take my breath away? Call the paramedics. Nope. Call the police, because there has been an emergency. I can't look right at it. Hello, guys. Podcast listener here. I want to get in on this knock-knock joke. Knock-knock. Who's there? A guy asking for 40 bucks at Bean's door. Hootie hoo! And now... Come on, don't nobody say who do you no more. Don't nobody say that shit, man. Come on, come correct with the real shit. We on that poop poop. Or we on that AJ. Our feature presentation. Rabbit Rabbit. Yes. Did I do it? Oh, mm-hmm. you got well, it. Done, Kevin. Yes. So now you're going to have a, a luckier month than I am. I thought that was the dumbest thing I ever first. heard. But then I thought, oh... What if it's real and I'm right. just missing rabbit out? Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Well done, dude. Where that came from. You're on board. Good morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Beecho. It's Wednesday morning, the 1st of May. What's up, you guys? Hi. Hey. Allie. Bean. Are you at this point still excited by James winning every night? Or are you kind of over it and hoping to see him lose? Listen, you're watching a master at work. Do you like watching champions? Well, I mean, there are people who, sports, yes. For instance, people go, "Oh, not the Patriots again!" Can please, can Mm -hmm. somebody beat them? Can Mm -hmm. somebody win? I mean, there does come a point at which it's not fun anymore if the outcome is predetermined. Well, it's not. That's the thing. Just like sports, it's not predetermined. We don't know. Just like sports, at any point, it's sports of the mind, Jensen. (laughs) At any point, he could, you know. Go all in on a double jeopardy and lose it all. A true daily double. And then all of a sudden, guess what? <laughs> he's uh, he's playing along with me on the couch, right? All right. I guess what I'm asking is when you tune in each night mm-hmm. at 7 p.m., right? are you hoping to see him win again? I am because I would like um, for him to... I was going to say top Ken Jennings, which I'm into as well. I would like, I would like for him to be the winningest player in the shortest amount of time because I think that's an ins- an insane achievement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're still rooting for him. I absolutely am. Even when you text me at 3 p.m. saying, I'm out uh, walking Linus. Uh, James loses tonight. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, even when you do that, Bean, you dick. I mean, he did the right thing. Just like he, keep you on your toes, that's all. But he does it before it even airs on the East Coast, let alone at his house. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so he won by only, Kevin, he won by, what did he have, $85,000 more than the second place contestant last night? He he was back to his Jamesness. Yeah. $85,000 yeah. more. More. Yes. Yeah, but the night before, it was under 20 bucks. Yeah, $18. That's right. So it was very scary. And let me just say, Alex, don't think I'm not noticing that you're goading him. He absolutely is. He's like, oh, finally back to yourself. <laughs> like, he's jabbing at him. You back off, Alex. And, and you think he's listening now to this radio Alex, show? Alex, yeah, he listens okay. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And let's let's never forget that A, Alex is a Canadian, so he's barely human. And B, he couldn't answer two of those questions. I don't it's, I don't It's easy to look smart that. when you've got the answers on a card, Alex. I think he's smart too. Let's keep in mind who the real <laughs> brains are of this operation. And it's not you. All right? It is wow. it is crazy to me though that the everybody that gets on that show mm-hmm. is great at that. Yeah. And to be that much better than everybody else is crazy. Yeah. Right. It's, it's nuts. All right. Well, keep us posted, would you? Sure. Um, no? You, you don't need to. Really? <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy Guys, for you. Um, okay. Yeah. We talk about, uh, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Kevin was ooing and eyeing and, uh, and raving uh, over that amazing uh, black hole photograph. Oh, oh so you, great. You mm-hmm. how impressed he was. How about a little and, focus? And we were talking about how phenomenal these scientists are that are able to do work like that. There are people whose job it is is to prevent the Earth from being hit by a giant asteroid. That's I their saw job. the movie's Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And, and, also, yeah. and I saw the documentary about Armageddon called Deep Impact. There you go. So, you should mention that because they do bring this up in the CBS News report from last night. Because that's what most of us think as well. Clearly, you just send Bruce Willis up there and he'll right. just take care mm-hmm. of it, right? But there are people whose jobs it is is to figure out what to do if a giant asteroid is headed toward the Earth, which could... Theoretically, eliminate humanity. Okay, right. depending on how big it is. So there's a little pressure on them. There's a lot of pressure on that job. Here's here's the report, and there's a couple of interesting things in it. In the movie Armageddon, the United States government just asked us to save the world. Bruce Willis helps save the planet from a giant asteroid. The plot is wildly unrealistic, but the danger is potentially real. How dare you that the plot right? is unrealistic, by <laughs> the way. ridiculous. That's a great American classic. You swore by that movie. <laughs> At a conference in Maryland today, scientists from around the world were asked how to respond to a make-believe scenario in which an asteroid big enough to destroy a major city just might be on track to strike the Earth in eight years. Now, I have to ask you guys this. That's their job, by the way. Okay, no, here's the problem. Eight years. Uh, we got eight years to figure out what to do about this asteroid hurtling toward Earth. Do you believe with all sincerity that we would, we the public, would ever know about that asteroid? Like would ahead they, of time, you're saying? Like yeah, a warning? I doubt it. Or is this mm-hmm. the type of thing that they would hide because they wouldn't want panic and they wouldn't, be, wouldn't want people to go out and start robbing and stuff like that? And if it's going to hit us anyway, then we don't need a heads up. Yeah, right. and if the heads up comes, it'll just be to Hawaii and it'll be wrong. Correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think what they're saying is that they, they, they figured out a way so that they won't, it won't hit us. I think that's what they're All saying. Right. But I just, I just wonder if the governments of the world would even take a chance in creating that kind of panic. I don't Mm-mm. think so. Because we've seen doomsday scenarios before. You know, we've seen what happens with these cults and even with individuals who believe that the world is ending. And they just do crazy stuff. So here's more on, the, on how they're going to beat this one. Dr. Lurie Glaze is director of planetary science at NASA. What are the chances that we're going to need to send Bruce Willis up there to deal with an asteroid? (laughs) 
I don't think we're going to need Bruce Willis. We can change the, the standoff detonation distance. And unlike the movie, we probably wouldn't need to use nuclear weapons. More likely would be using spaceships to give the asteroid a nudge. Now think about that for a second. <laughs> By the way, let's not just dismiss Bruce Willis. Yeah, I mean, yes. he's still an option. If he, he, lo- if he wants to go, let him go. <laughs> They would be using spaceships. Now, didn't we see a couple of years ago that we figured out, or one of the countries figured out a way to land on an asteroid? Didn't we have a ship that landed on an asteroid? I don't remember that. It's also Armageddon. (laughs) Same thing. Same thing. I think it really did happen. But, I mean, that's somebody's job is to figure out how to move this asteroid so that it misses Earth. It's just... Yeah, that's crazy. Don't come to us and ask for help with this, all right? All we have to do is change its speed a little faster or a little slower so that when it crosses Earth's orbit, it crosses either in front of us or behind us. I mean, that's, that's, that's easy, all. Right? Yeah, that's that's all. No biggie. Just, just, that. just do that. There are 20,000 near-Earth asteroids, and they do occasionally make an appearance. In 2013, one slammed into Russia, injuring 1,600 people. Now, do you guys remember that? No. no. Never no. Heard of that. 1,600 people Not injured. Not at all. No, never heard I of that. I feel like that should have been bigger news. This was an asteroid the size of a house that entered the atmosphere at 11 miles per second and blew apart 14 miles above the ground. It uh, released the energy equivalent to around 440,000 tons of TNT, generated a shockwave that blew out windows over 200 square miles, damaged buildings. Over 1,600 people were injured, mostly due to broken glass. So this is real, you guys. Yeah, we should know the date of that, and it should be like never forget. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. That happened five years ago, six years ago. Uh, I mean, come on did now. It. Did it? <laughs> I mean, it is Russia. Is this a threat that keeps you up at night? It doesn't really keep keep me up at night. So you shouldn't lose any sleep either, because no huge asteroids are on track to collide with Earth for at least a hundred years. Chip Reed, CBS News. That's a great report right there. Yeah, Harold. good job, dude. That's a great report. I went to school for that. I mean, I feel like we should we should feel okay about that, though, if they say that yeah, we do. we're fine in our lifetime. But, I mean, they also said there were 20,000 near-Earth asteroids. So they haven't missed one of them? I just want to say that is quintessential May sweeps, where the whole story is this, this, this. Then play that last sentence again. We might we could. die. By the way, uh, don't worry. It won't happen in 100 <laughs> it's not gonna years. not going to happen, right. That's just such May sweeps right there in a nutshell. <laughs> Because you know they promoted it all half hour with one hundred percent asteroid is coming to kill us all. Yes, details at the end of the broadcast. <laughs> so dumb. So I guess if we're to believe the news and uh, presumably the government, I guess it's not something we have to worry about. But I think I'm still going to be worried. Okay, okay, I, I you can I'm have that. Gonna, Nobody's going to take it away from you. I'm going to add that to my pile. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Kevin's been extremely sketchy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Kroll is on the show today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jimmy Kimmel Live and a Brea Improv Show. We have, uh, you knocked yourself out. We have a, a, a shocking amount of stories about ourselves. And by mm-hmm. ourselves, I mean me. Um, and me too. I've done it a couple times. Okay. I've All done right. it. All right. Everybody's yeah. bad here. I love no, it. No, I have completely kept fully uh, conscious for most of uh, the entire life. Really? Yeah. Never uh-huh. knocked yourself out. No, I never have. You too, yeah. Chip? Yeah. Night is young. Um, Must be nice. We have a scientific survey mm-hmm. that we're going to need your help with. Don't want to tell you what it is right now. Uh, animal stories on the program today. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Bob Saget. Hmm. and Bob Saget will be joining us in the studio Busy as day. well. We will uh, take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 
Allie's What's Happening Here on a Wednesday Morning. You guys, the Hollywood Reporter put out a story yesterday with some staggering, staggering numbers when it comes to, you know, the Avengers endgame salaries and what some of the stars negotiated right before uh, Infinity War came out. I won't go through them because they have to do with how long people stayed and if they're going to have other movies as well after. So I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I do want to bring up one of the actors uh, interesting numbers because this actor did a negotiation pretty early on in the franchise where he would get some back end money, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is what you want from this of all franchises. Robert Downey Jr., Considered, you know, kind of the face of the whole franchise. Sure. Negotiated. Started it all. Yeah, quite a unique arrangement with uh, studio chief Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige. Feige. Yep. I call him Feige. <laughs> oh, he's when you guys are hanging out. Yeah. I'm like, what up, Feige? Um, basically, back end alone on Infinity War, just that movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think he got? Uh well, nope. he, if he's getting a percentage of yeah. the box office, yeah. then he, it would not be out of the ordinary for him to make $50 million on a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, making a, a point or something, so I'm saying 25 mil. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say 75 mil. Kevin, right on the wow. money. 75 million on Infinity War alone. <laughs> that is insane. Dude. Alone. Dude. Do you guys remember? Because I remember wow. him in the early days playing Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I, I think I've done it. I don't want to do it. And then there was some negotiations. Right. I was like, he's got him right where he wants him. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very interesting article. If you want to check it out, just Google the Hollywood Reporter. The guy from Robert Back Downey to School. Jr. Like he makes seventy five million dollars for playing a superhero just oh, in back end. Oh, just back end. That's back not end. the salary for appearing yeah. in Infinity War. Yeah, they probably paid him twenty or something to do it. Unbelievable. Yeah. The numbers Bernie are Sanders staggering. Sanders is getting so ticked off when he finds out about this. Oh yeah, he's gonna get taxed. He's gonna get furious, man. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> why aren't the grips making that much? He should give some money to the caterers. Right. You guys done How much with do you your think furniture? Robert Downey Jr. has made for the whole series? Wow. Oh, wow. Probably three, four, three, four hundred. He's gotten, he's gotten a piece dollars. of a lot of those movies. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Three, four hundred million dollars, five hundred million dollars. Yeah. That is so much money. I would it's guess five hundred million, yeah. It's insane. Know, it's On a insane. movie franchise. Yeah. And honestly, we took calls the other day. People think two of the Iron Man are bad. <laughs> but, true. but I will say this. He kind of kicked it off. He was always, he kicked it off, and yeah. he was always good. Yeah. I thought. Even in the movies that weren't A pluses, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he rode for the thing. For him. He was the guy. But yeah. also, he was like a risk at first. Yeah, he was. He wasn't yeah. like an obvious choice. He was still kind of an insurance risk. Yeah, he was, wasn't he wandering into people's houses? Yeah. Just randomly falling <laughs> yeah. asleep in bad yards? before <laughs> Iron Man, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, Robert Downey Jr., Congrats to you. Go see hey. Chaplin if you've never seen it. Oh, excellent in that. He's so good. I mean, he was... nominated role, yeah. I miss the days of him being a normal actor. What about even less than zero? He yeah. was a child, and he was staggeringly good. He rules. I love him was so he, much. Um, am I thinking of the right franchise? Was he also Sherlock Holmes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. In, one, in, in like the one action movie, one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was great in that, too. Yeah. Yeah. So we're saying, right, he, deserves, we're saying we like he deserves half a... You know, billion dollars. Yeah. Good on him. It's hard to say I'm a 
Crazy. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, what's going on is CBS has renewed its entire daytime lineup for the 2019-2020 season, including The Price is Right. How, uh, how many seasons do you think The Price is Right has been on? 35. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's in the ballpark. I go 30. Okay. One dollar. One dollar. 48th season, you guys. The show is on pace to hit a total of 9,000 episodes in October. A dollar is a weird guess for a season. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm just trying to get, I'm betting against you guys. Yeah, he thought it would be gotcha. under. He thought under. 35 was over. By the way, uh, averaging about 5.2 million viewers an episode. That's a ton. It's insane. Wow, that's crazy. This is a daytime television show. That's insane. That's like they have the channel on and don't change it. For sure. Uh, they also renewed The Talk, which recently lost their co-host Sarah Gilbert and is heading into season 10. And Daytime Soaps, The Young and the Restless, renewed for its 47th year. And The Bold and the Beautiful, renewed for its 33rd year. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Way to go, CBS. CBS's lineup is in pretty good shape. Yeah, I yeah. think they're doing all right. And the Wayne Brady hosted Let's Make a Deal. So basically, if there's anything on in daytime, it's going to be on again next year. So mm-hmm. enjoy that. Some birthdays for you guys. Country singer Tim McGraw, actors Julie Benz and Jamie Dornan, Wes Anderson, and Ray Parker Jr. Can you call? Oh, Donna just woke up and terrified. Right. We'll talk about that coming up. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. How about some animal stories? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a mix or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. You guys remember uh, Pete Doherty is his name? He's in a band called the Libertines. He was in another band called the Baby Shandles. Shandles sound familiar at all? Yeah, dated Amy Winehouse for a while. He was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That guy was a mess. Mm -hmm. Well, he's out walking his dog near his house in Manchester a couple of days ago when somehow his dog gets involved in a scuffle with a hedgehog. Now, the only thing we know about hedgehogs here in America (laughs) is they're tiny and cute and some people have them as pets. In the UK, as you may know, Allie, hedgehogs are big. Really? I didn't know. What size? Yeah. Like the size of a beaver. Wow. Oh, wow. They are considered uh, nuisances in the garden. People do everything they can to keep hedgehogs out of their garden because they eat everything up. Mm -hmm. Well, somehow this dog, like I said, got into a tangle with a hedgehog, and Pete Doherty tried to separate them (laughs) and ended up with a hedgehog spike through his hand (gasps) that became infected. He's in the hospital right now. Posted a photo yesterday, a picture of being in the hospital bed with an infected hedgehog spike wound. Thank you to the wonderful men and women who work with the NHS. What an absolute angels you are, and a million times they deserve our respect and thanks. But they've got, I mean, his entire arm is in a cast as a result of this oh hedgehog. Oh, my God. Oof. I mean, I guess anything that gets infected is bad news. But you don't go out walking your dog and expect the next thing you know you're going to be in the hospital with an infected hedgehog spike, right? I mean, I, mean, I assume that's safe. I've thought of it before, you have, but okay. I just I think of every <laughs> scenario. Sure. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Here is a uh, South Australian man named Michael Foster. It, the details are sketchier than I would prefer 
on this story, but he somehow came across a sheep that had one horn that did not develop, making him look like a unicorn. Oh. This sheep was being sold for food, was on his way to, you know, was destined to be a barbecue. And he said, I'm not going to let that happen to this unicorn sheep. So he traded two cases of beer to get this sheep to call his own. The sheep is named Joey, and Mr. Foster has big plans for him. He had a lot of comments of people driving past. He's become pretty well known around the town. He runs with the other sheep. It's just funny uh, seeing his horn poking out. Mr. Foster now plans to take the sheep to agricultural shows so he can share some of Joey's unicorn magic with the public. We'll break him in, take him to shows and pageants and who knows where we could go. Maybe Hollywood. <laughs> I'm sure the kids will get a, a big big kick out of having the real-life unicorn. Right, yeah, Hollywood. The unicorn rides, who knows? Okay, first of all, he's not a real-life <laughs> unicorn. Really it's a sheep with a weird horn. This guy found his meal a... ticket. Yes, he looked at this sheep and said, oh, two cases of beer, he's mine. Now I'm set for the rest of my life. We're oh. going to Hollywood? I mean, how do you and travel by... with a sheep? You have to dream and, big, you guys. Yeah. I guess, and by the way, just because he has a janky horn doesn't mean kids can ride him. You can't <laughs> ride a sheep. No, it's okay? also, it's like just it's a birth defect, bro. It's not, yes, that's <laughs> he wasn't, like, magically selected. I mean, he's not a real-life unicorn. No. Is my biggest problem. Here's a, a married couple killed in a motorcycle crash. A very sad story, Kansas Highway Patrol reports. They were on their motorcycle, husband and wife, on a rural road 13 miles northwest of Medicine Lodge. If you can, if you can picture where that is in Kansas, yeah. Do we have to play the song during this one? What <laughs> animal? Background. What animal? People are do dead. You, yes, we do. What <laughs> animal do you think killed them on their motorcycle? A moose. A moose in Kansas. That would be unusual, but good, good guess. Yeah. <laughs> a reindeer. Uh, again, not likely. Okay. Uh, birth defect sheep. Oh, oh that would have been something. Would it? Fake unicorn sheep. Guys, they were killed, and I don't think in all the years we've been doing animal stories, I don't think I've ever seen anyone killed by a vulture. Ooh. Oh, no. They I thought they wait for people getting killed. This Big vulture was in a hurry. This vulture had a schedule. He was wow. like, I'm not waiting for you to die and then pick through what's left. I'm going to take you. Brandon Husband, 42, and his wife Jennifer, 43, were on their motorcycle, hauling uh, on down the road. A vulture came out of a ditch and hit the man in the head, and he crashed, basically, went right through a fence, both of them dead on the scene. Oh, my goodness. By a vulture. Again, we talk about this all the time. You wake up, you never expect your day to go that poorly. Yeah, of course. No. Again, right? it is something I've thought of. But you have it, you. It, yeah, but it's more just like one of my scenarios. You keep, that... your, you keep your head on a swivel? Yeah, just yeah. in case. Is that why you got rid of your hog? Yeah. Uh, what? Your motorcycle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that is guys? why. Yeah, that is why. Frankfurt, Germany, not far from the glass and steel towers of Germany's banking capital. A 22-year-old Arabian mare is causing a stir with her languid daily strolls through a Frankfurt neighborhood. The owner is named Werner Weishettel. He says that Jenny, his horse, recently found social media fame after local news did a show about it. It went viral. He takes this horse, Jenny, she takes a 12-mile walk every day for 14 years. He just lets her loose. And she just goes and strolls around for 12 miles. She's got a route that she goes every single day. Everybody knows her, he says. She ambles across cobblestone streets, pedestrian paths, avoiding joggers, families, and vehicles. Surprised newcomers occasionally call the police, but she has a note around her neck that says, My name is Jenny. I didn't run away. I'm just going for a walk. 
So you can be a Frankfurt and just see a horse just wow. walking down the street. Very cute. I love it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yes. And, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't trust my horse to be okay, you know, to be out there. I would be so worried about something happening to it. But I guess, I guess for 14 years, Jenny's been coming home mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So why not? And I did a little research into our Swifty fan who was uh, crazy about oh. Taylor getting a new cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a lot of information, but her Twitter name is Rebecca Swifty. She has seen the Reputation Tour in Seattle, Minneapolis, and Arlington, Texas. She had a tweet liked by Taylor Swift on November 2nd, 2017. (laughs) That's the worst thing that could have happened to her. (laughs) And if you watch the uh, Reputation Tour concert special on Netflix, you'll see screen caps all over her page of her appearing in the crowd at 18 minutes and 40 seconds during the song Gorgeous. So she's in the Taylor movie, you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why she had this reaction when she realized watching the new video, the song that Taylor did with Brendan Urie, when she realized that Taylor got a new cat, Benjamin Button, she could not control her excitement. I hope a vulture gets her. Oh, and that's this please. week's Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's Kevin and Bee. Rock Caracule. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think it's uh, a little bit icky and feels kind of intrusive when you start getting into a couple's like romantic stuff. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I looked at those uh, People magazine photos of Jensen and his <laughs> wife yesterday. They were everywhere. Oh my God! You on a blanket in the and like having a picnic in the grass. Well, that's not true. We're just on a blanket. It in was the grass. beautiful. Oh, there was no picnic. There was no picnic. <laughs> oh, this photo. My wife shows how much of a glow of beauty she has at 28 weeks. Sit down. <laughs> but technically, Sit we down. are we are seated. So you're. Uh, I'm halfway there. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying it's uncomfortable to be exposed to somebody else's romantic. Well, stuff. just All wait right. till we find out this creepo's song. All right. So, so Allie, you go ahead and step out for coffee because this doesn't apply to you. But there are couples sometimes <laughs> who just, have like songs, for instance. It's hurtful. And nobody needs to know about somebody else's song, but somehow this slipped yesterday. But sometimes people say it out loud, and then everybody else goes, huh? What? How is that possible? So this is, a, this is Bean's romantic song. Mm-hmm. And it's a 1972? Five. Five song called mm-hmm. Wildfire by Michael Martin Murphy. And how does it come up that it becomes your song, Bean? Like, where, where does that conversation start? I asked 
my wife mm-hmm. yesterday, and she could not remember how this became our song, but it has been for most of the time that we've been married. This has been like our special song together. Like we, you know, we get all excited and gooey when it comes on the radio. Oh, oh don't oh use God. that word. I have a problem. <laughs> wow. All right, listen. This song is bizarre. Here are the lyrics for the first clip, and then I'm going to play it. She comes down from Yellow Mountain on a dark, flat land. She rides on a pony she named Wildfire with a whirlwind by her side on a cold Nebraska night. So, Well, Donna's a big horse rider sure. from Nebraska. <laughs> of course. She comes down from Yellow Mountain On a dark, flat land she rides. Finally, we're playing some good music on this show, right? Yeah, sure. On a pony she named Wildfire. (laughs) When the whirlwind by her side. On a cold Nebraska night. All right, now that's... That's the only part of this song that isn't disastrously horrible. Okay. (laughs) That's it. That's not saying much. From this point on... It gets really dark. Really? Because I thought that everyone survives and lives happily ever after. So the next lyrics are, oh, they say she died one winter. The pony or the woman? The woman. (gasps) When there came a killing frost and the pony she named Wildfire busted down its stall in a blizzard, he was lost. So So both! My interpretation is that somehow the horse got spooked during the blizzard Mm -hmm. and and busted down a stall and ran out into the snow. Right. And that then his owner, the woman, went out looking for him, and neither of them ever came back. Oh, hold on. And both died. This is too much... Too much romance for me. Right. Um, you got to slow it down a little. So, so, so far we've just started the song and there was a big blizzard and the horse is dead and his wife is dead. <laughs> Good Lord. Right? He's like, what? Oh my God. What is your couple's movie? Schindler's List? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. Oh, they say she died one winter when there came a killing frost. And the pony she named Wildfire Busted down his stall And now he's really dead In a blizzard he was lost She ran calling Wildfire It's a big chorus, right? She ran calling Wildfire Yeah, because before the snow took her, she's out looking for her pony I'm sorry, what? I said before the snow took her, she's out looking for her pony. Right. Not a euphemism. Right. What is it, okay. that, what is it that you connected with? In Hold this on. We're not done. I can't. We're not finished. Okay. So then... Why don't you put your hand in your wife's belly and shut up, Jensen? So oh, yeah. Then, we're too busy at a picnic, you weirdo. <laughs> so then the guy... Sorry she didn't have a horse to go follow into death. <laughs> so then horse is gone, wife is dawn, gone, and now I think, if I'm reading it correctly, dude takes his own life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Correct or not? Correct or not? Because this is the, I assume, the only romantic part he could think of. He wants to join her in the afterlife uh-huh. riding the horse together. Okay. He does. He does. I'm not sure. That's open to interpretation whether he takes his own life or he, if he's just waiting to die. But it's it's not a happy ending. I'll tell you that. By the dark of the moon, I planted But there came an early snow. Is this a bop, Jensen, or no? No, no. no. 
been a hoot owl howling by my window now. Hoot owl. Didn't he mention hoot owl? He did. Yeah, he said it's his hoot owl song. What a creepo. That's what that's what brought this up. For six nights in a row, she's coming for me. I know. Okay, who's coming for him? Well, uh, the hoot owl, hoot owl is telling him something. Or wife. The hoot yeah. owl definitely is a representation of death. No, the zombie horse with the dead woman is coming for him. I think. Okay, let's keep listening. And Okay, so now dead horse is coming with Ghost Lady, yes. and then mm-hmm. he's going to hop on the horse because he's right. dead too. Correct. Right. <gasps> and is the, then is the Hoot Owl the narrator, <laughs> the singer? <laughs> no, I think the farmer. I think the farmer is the the husband in the situation mm-hmm. is the narrator. I think the Hoot Owl is just death is coming. Yeah. I think that's right. it's the, the raven. One. Yeah, right. It's the raven exactly. Yeah. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Well, I got to say, uh, honestly, that's uh-huh. beautiful. Very. I mean, romantic. it's true. That's I'm also throw in the idea that they have a bunch of animals. I, I'm under the impression that this means if any of your animals die, you guys are going to take your own lives <laughs> together. Jump in the hole with them. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, um, the Kevin and Bean uh, rap battle, you guys, mm-hmm. was Friday night at a, the 11th annual April Foolishness. Uh, we had a, an almost full house that got to see it in person, but obviously a lot of people have been asking us, hey, when can I see it? I wasn't able to make it to the show. It is up on the K-Rock YouTube channel. And we have links to it from all of the Kevin Bean social media. So if you go to or follow our uh, Facebook or our Instagram or our Twitter, you'll find the link to the YouTube video there. And I also want to mention this. It never would have happened without Jensen Carp. Oh, thank you. It was Jensen's idea. Jensen produced it. Jensen wrote the raps. Jensen <laughs> coached us. Jensen brought in uh, DJ uh, Josh from uh, Josh from Drunk Mike Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean it was your baby. Uh, you know, we just tried not to embarrass you, but Jensen deserves you, all of the credit. Yeah, twins. How, Listen, how, how yeah, great that turned out. No, you guys did. I, Joshua was there, so you know I'm not just a homer about this. I, I, Josh, when we were done with the first rehearsal, Joshua was like, "Okay, we're cool." Like, you guys did better than, I would say, 70% of the people we have on our show. Can for... I tell you why I'm guessing that's true? Why? Because I think, at least I can speak for myself, so scared, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you got it in ahead of time. Like, we, 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 we all timed it out well, and you guys killed mm-hmm. it, so. Congrats. Well, anyway, for folks who uh, for folks who missed it or want to see it again, it's at the K Rock YouTube channel. You can find links to that on all the Kevin and Bean social media, and it's really uh, it's it's except for the words we had to beep out. I think you'll <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it very much. Da, 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 damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, you knocked yourself out. How did we get into this topic? Because a lot of us have. How did we get into this topic? I mean, I fainted on the streets of London a few weeks ago. That's not as fun, the, though. Woke up on the sidewalk. I don't know if that's how we started talking about time to <laughs> concussed. Mm-hmm. But uh, it turns out, you know, Kevin, you and I have both knocked ourselves out on multiple occasions. And I wonder if it's just because we're so tall, we tend to run into things. I mean, I, I have run into a tremendous amount of things. Mm-hmm. And my head is gigantic. Right. Yeah. So it catches anything that's in the area. Right. And, Allie, you've never knocked yourself out. No, I have. Oh, you have. And I, have. I, have. I am yeah. extremely short, and I ran into something. What'd you Strong. do? What, 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 Fire hydrant? Uh, no. <laughs> I, um, at one of um, the places I lived, I had a stackable washer and dryer, mm-hmm. and it was in kind of a cubby closet. So when you open the dryer... It catches the side of the thing so it doesn't open all the way. Mm-hmm. So I was taking stuff out, turned to the right to bring it to a bedroom. My phone rang 
and I ran full speed towards the phone, but I hit the actual uh, dryer door that was open, and there was nowhere for it to go because it was just, like, flush against the wall. So I literally ran into what would be a wall, and it uh, it knocked me out. I woke up, I don't know how much later, it's on the floor, so, it, and I was like, what just happened? Yes, what? it's such a weird thing to realize you're yeah. laying on the floor, and you don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, That's I, crazy. I had clean clothes, though, so... So that's the, that that's was, what's important. That was cool. Mine was uh, mine was in Phoenix. We had an auditorium at our school mm-hmm. where, like, the choir would practice a band or whatever. And there was a giant air conditioning duct that came from the outside into the auditorium. And I thought it would be funny, as they were rehearsing, to jump up and hit that. And it would make noise and scare everybody. Right. Because dumbass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, jumped too high and hit my head on it. <laughs> on the actual air conditioning uh-huh. duct. And then fell back, same thing, laying on the ground, like, I, my head hurt. Right. Other than that, like, what could possibly have happened? Did anyone see it? So weird. Yes, there were, like, two friends with me. Nice. But then, this is the this is the best part. So then we decided, oh, everybody inside said it scared them. So this is a real thing. So let's do it again. But, <laughs> and but I'll, less with my head. And I'll be more careful and hit right. it with my hand. Uh-huh. So I did that. I hit it with my hand just to freak everybody out. And then the principal who was inside opened the door that I was running straight at and caught me head, shoulders, hip, leg. Mm-hmm. And again, laying there knocked out. <laughs> you got knocked out twice? Yes, doing the same thing. <laughs> the first time I hit my head, the second time the principal just opened the door to try and bust somebody for being such a dumbass. Oh my gosh. So, good times. Good Why times. were you such a dumbass in high school? Bean, I can't answer that. Mm. I just was. I'm not proud of everything I've done, but okay. I had a good time. <laughs> we uh, we want to take your calls, by the way, if you've ever knocked yourself out. 1-800-520-1067. I'd love to know how long we've all been unconscious after we after we hit our heads like that. That would be yeah. interesting to know, yeah. And I guess it could be potentially very dangerous, right? I mean, concussions are a real thing yeah. that people mm-hmm. have. But weren't that, always. Like, that can have, back yeah, in we the didn't day, know it. We didn't know it, yeah, exactly. I was playing high school football. I didn't know where I was, and they were just like, get back out there. I was like, okay, let's keep playing. And that definitely had no effects. So <laughs> right, that, no yeah, effects no at, effect at, all. at all. Thank you, Jensen. Yeah. yeah, you can't tell today that you ever had Thank any Thank you, trauma. Bean, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two different times that I knocked myself out that I am aware of, uh, and I think both of them were because, actually, you know, uh, two, yeah, two where I actually knocked myself out. I've knocked myself down a number of times. But you got back but, up again. <laughs> like no. I do, right. File. One of them was um, going down a flight of stairs and running into the little wall that overhangs a flight of stairs. Oh, man. Done it. I mean, I was just booking down the stairs. And and it's not uncommon for me to have to duck when I'm going up or downstairs because mm-hmm. of that overhang, because I'm likely to be too tall for it. But this time, I was going full speed down the stairs and just wasn't paying attention and just ran right into it and knocked <laughs> me out. And not only knocked me out, but I fell the rest of the way down the stairs. Wow. Because I hit the thing only halfway down You're the lucky stairs. to be alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was bad. That one hurt. Uh, I was home by myself. Again, just like the other stories, I woke up. I have no idea how long I was out. And the other time, I think I was out for a significant amount of time. I somehow managed to, uh, I had a garage door that wasn't all the way down. Oh, I was just going to ask you if you've hit your head on a garage door because garage I've done that door. like three times. Yeah, ran, <laughs> ran right into it. <laughs> this is really, this is the answers I mean, we needed. Yes, <laughs> so clear. Because we're it tall, so, so it's easy for that garage door to mm-hmm. not be all the way up and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things happen.
So this explains Kevin's brain, and this explains my memory. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying answers are being provided. For sure. Omar. Jensen, oh, how, how come... Oh, Omar, Omar's here, too? Yeah, yeah. yeah the reason you guys are talking about this is because I knocked myself out oh, last week, and excellent. you guys couldn't remember the yeah, second right. story. Because <laughs> we, had, we had head damage. I know, exactly. Yeah, From yeah, younger yeah. in life. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Something about us. Wait, so, which one are you, Omar? <laughs> so you knocked yourself out. So, yeah. So what happened last week is uh, I was repairing, uh, repairing my elliptical machine, and I had a little Allen wrench, and one of the screws kept getting loose. So I'm thinking I'm not torquing it enough. So I'm leaning into this thing. Yeah. And the thing, the the, the flywheel <laughs> has this like huge hard plastic cover. So mm-hmm. I'm like leaning into it, and the Allen wrench slips. So with all the force that I'm pressing down, yeah. my head jams right into oh, that oh, flywheel. Oh, yeah. oh man. So all I remember is a huge pop. And then it goes black, and I wake up, and there was a toolbox behind me. And so I'm, like, hunched over backwards (laughs) Mm -hmm. on the toolbox. I have no idea how long I'm out. I kind of stumble, and I'm, I'm like, way out of it. Like, I I don't know how long I was out. Yeah, dizzy. About 17 years is what I I heard. And, and, you know, just like a dude, I was like, oh, I'm just going to put some ice on it. I'll be fine. I still have some swelling, and it still hurts. Oh, my gosh. A week ago? A week ago. At least I was a dumbass when I was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not a week ago. ago. And that's that's your moneymaker. It was. uh, I I, need to take care of that, yeah. (laughs) It was so bizarre. Don't hurt the (sighs) face, man. Yeah. All right, let's take one before the break because all the fun- the phones are lighting up. You can't uh, you can't be surprised by that. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Let's talk to Jason. He's online too. He's calling us from Valencia. At least he has a little more manly reason for getting knocked out. Jason, welcome to the show. Uh, uh, hello. Hi. Um, I don't know how manly it is, but uh, I was racing. Um, I have no recollection of anything happening. This is just what my brother's story was to me. Um, we were racing down the street on our bikes, and um, I, uh, I had jumped up on the curb, lost control. I had a helmet on, but I smacked a tree, and um, when uh, when everything came to, I uh, well, not came to, but uh, when everything, right. he yelled out for my mom. I guess I was grunting on the ground. Um, he says I was kind of moving around, you know, like a zombie sound. <laughs> but, um, How long were you and, out? Uh, then. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure, but it was, I, I didn't wake up until, um, I was in the hospital and, oh, um, wow. in the wheelchair, yeah, in the wheelchair. And I looked up and I, uh, saw my mom and a nurse and I asked her what day was it? And, uh, she goes, it's Easter Sunday. And I was just blown away by that. I remember just being blown away by that. Like, that, what is going on Jason, right that now? Is and super, I, Jason, that's super cool that you resurrected on Easter, though. Right? <laughs> that's right? the like, best scenario for a lot of people. <laughs> and I feel like just based on this call that there may have been some permanent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate it. 1-800-520-1067. You knocked yourself out. Your call's next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Let's take a phone call. Let's make it Derek in Manhattan Beach. Good morning. What's up? Hey, Derek. Hootie who, man? You knocked yourself out? Yeah. Uh, surfing the jetty over here in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Uh, took off on a wave out in front of the jetty, and uh, before I knew it, I was headed right for the jetty, so oh, I no. kind of tried to pull, pull out of it, and when I did, the wave took me right into the jetty, and I kind of T-boned the side of my ribs. Oh, my God. And I was out like a light, and I woke up on the beach with three of my friends and a couple lifeguards that pulled me over to my car and kind of set me free. 
<laughs> but did you go back and surf then, right then? Not right then, okay. but probably about a week later. All right. Yeah, so it's, he was out for a minute. All right. So, yeah, so it sounds like, so you were, <clears throat> you were knocked out in the water, so it was your friends that kind of saw that you weren't moving around normally, right? Well, the lifeguard kind of told me I got knocked out because I got the wind knocked out of me. I didn't hit my head. Hmm. And he told me I didn't drown because I probably wasn't breathing. Oh, nice. <laughs> good Lord. Well, lucky oh, for news. you. Good news, bad news. All right. Thank you, Derek. Appreciate the call on that. A lot of things are coming into focus now. Why we are the way we are. Mm-hmm. Why you would listen to us. All of that sort yeah. of coming into focus. Sense. I think our uh, our uh, beloved listener, Rachel, says it best. The combined number of head injuries with loss of consciousness among you three is pretty alarming, but I feel like it explains so much. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, talking about people who knocked themselves out, let's go to San Dimas, line two. Let's say hi to Marco up next on the Kevin Beach. We'll squeeze in a couple of more. And then at the end of this, we're going to need a scientific survey. So we're going to be looking for smart people to weigh in on an argument that's ripping the country apart. But first, let's uh, get back to head injuries. Marco, what's up? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, thank you. Uh, so one time when I was about five or six years old, I was at Disneyland with my family at the end of the day. I was chasing my sister through those line dividers, like the solid green ones. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't looking, I turned around, smashed face first, right into one of those green poles. Oh my God. Knocked out? And you I know was how long? About 10, 15 minutes. I was out. Wow. But your family minutes. went on rides, right? They're like, he'll be fine. We've been in line forever. We're not getting out. Yeah, they gave us a disabled pass after that. Oh, well, well worth it. Never mind. I thought, I thought this was a bad story. Right? This is fantastic. Do they send over a, a, a doctor dressed like Mickey Mouse uh, or something either. if you get hurt at Disneyland? No, it was at the end of the day. So we just pretty much went back to the Motel 6 and had a huge black eye and a, like a torn open eyebrow. All right. That's what you want after a day at Disneyland. Good right. times. Yeah. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, let me see. We got We got a lot of people. Uh, let's talk to down. James. I, I find right, this very... James. James in Fullerton. Good morning. Good morning, party people. First, first of all, what do you do? I'm a PE teacher. High school yeah. PE teacher. All right. Right. Yep. Yep. And uh, I happened to knock myself out uh, in front of uh, 50 kids in my weight room, <laughs> jumping up on a beam, uh, trying to, you know, we jump up, do pull-ups. I uh, jumped up, slipped off, fell back on my head. Maybe three, four minutes later, I woke up with oh. all the kids around me. My TA freaking out, doesn't know what to do. Oh, and, uh, my God. So it was, happened to be one of my wrestlers. So uh, he took care of me, kept everybody away from me. Nobody was uh, poking at me. So it was uh, it was all right. Got back up and said, hey, everybody go back and working out. And uh, just didn't know really what happened other than I was out for about four minutes. That sucks wow. that no one videoed that because you would have been like a world star. Fa- right? Like you would have been so famous that on the Internet. So great. A PE teacher knocked self out. I would. Yeah. I wish we had video of all of us. Mm-hmm. I do too. Every single time. Did your Did your students ever let you forget it? By the way, is that something that was like a running joke forever in that class? Uh, I they're seniors now because that happened three years ago, and I still get kids tell me like, "Remember when you knocked yourself out?" That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for the call, uh, Coach. We appreciate it very much. Let's see. Let's go to Martin Highland Park, Line 7. By the way, uh, call screeners, uh, you're putting up a bunch of people who other people knocked out. Uh, we don't need that. All right, let's go to Martin. Good morning. Welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. What's up? Hey, um, so pretty much this happened on my 15th birthday. I was in a beach in Mexico where there's sand dunes and stuff. I was riding my ATV, and I decided to hit a jump. It was early in the morning. There was I figured there's nobody on the beach yet. <laughs> so I decided to hit a jump. And next thing you know, there's a pickup truck passing by on the other side of the jump. 
I slam into the bed of the pickup truck, fly probably 10, 15 feet oh over it. Oh, my God. And I just remember the guy waking me up. I don't know if I was out probably for a few seconds in between the time the guy ran to me. And he just waking me up. And, yeah, I mean, I had I actually had a shattered, my wrist shattered. I had it broken for five days, and I didn't even know it until I got back to L.A. And I went to the hospital because it was just swollen and purple. And they're like, yeah, you're going to need surgery on this. <laughs> Martin's like, I was having too much fun. <laughs> swollen yeah, and purple. It was my 15th birthday. You know, I was like, nothing could stop me. <laughs> <laughs> Except yeah. a truck, yeah. You're pretty invincible at 15, that's for sure. Thank you for wow. the call. By the way, it occurred to me that I was in a traffic accident once, and I got knocked out. And I must have been out for a really, really long time because when I woke up, the paramedics were already there and already working on me and trying to get me out of the car. Oh, that, so that had be... to be at least 15 minutes. Yeah, that could be 15, right? 20 minutes. Wow. Only Bean remembers that later in a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that may have something to do with my memory, with my poor memory. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We handle the big issues uh, on this program, as you know. You won't hear us discussing impeachment, but you will hear us spend an hour on soup. What's up? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we covered that uh, fairly well uh, mm-hmm. early in the week. But there was an offshoot conversation that came out of soup. What's up? Because we were talking about how toast is my favorite food. And you guys Which know that. Insane. That's long established. In fact, I had toast for dinner last night with it, a side of soup. It doesn't even... With a side of soup. Side of soup. Toast I for dinner. Well, I hope the toast was the main event. Yeah. Right. Good Lord. Uh, I had this a butternut is, squash yeah. soup last night, in case you're curious. So, okay, so, so no. we, we started talking about toast, and then Jensen said, and this kind of came out of left field, and I frankly, and I consider Jensen a friend, I hope you do as well, Jensen. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I frankly thought you were talking out of school. I frankly thought it was not your place to weigh in on this conversation, because wow. I was talking about toast, and you brought up something that is clearly not toast, which is when you said you enjoy a nice English muffin with your soup. Yeah, well, I like English muffin really whenever toast is offered because it's part of the lexicon of toast. Well, no, no. English muffin is is toasted, certainly, but that doesn't make it toast. It's uh, separate from toast. It is not separate from toast because when you are offered bread for your toast, which mm-hmm. is what they offer, they say, would you like sourdough? Would you like rye? Would you like an English muffin? It is part of the family, and toast is a verb, basically, guys. It's an adjective. It's not a noun. But it's noun. also a noun. It's a noun that means toasted bread. I know, it becomes but I toast once it's toasted. I understand, but I can't walk into a market and purchase toast. I can purchase the bread in which I will make toast, an English mm-hmm. muffin, thus bread. No. 
I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna say to you: mm-hmm. is just because you can toast it doesn't make it toast. You can toast a bagel. A bagel doesn't become toast. You can toast a pop tart. A Pop-Tart doesn't become toast. But it's not offered in the toast uh, family. I, they don't say, would you like a, a Pop-Tart with your with your eggs? They, well, of course they don't. Of be, course they don't. But if they did, it would, it would, just like an English muffin, it would be separate from toast. It would be a different item than toast. You can have an English muffin or you can have toast. They're not the same. So they, I, but, I just want to clarify. You guys are arguing over whether an English muffin is toast or not. Correct. Oh, and, no, no. We're not arguing at all. Family. I'm just informing Justin. I see. Uh, Justin. Justin. I'm just informing Justin. I, I hope the character witness is seeing uh, that he can't even say my name correctly. Uh, I, what I, what I guess my argument is 100% the idea that bread... An English muffin are both offered in every restaurant you go to. What is the English muffin made out of? Bread. Okay. And that is what toast is 100%. He's saying bagel, which I understand is a offshoot mm-hmm. because that's almost like, you know, it's like the, the guest appearance for it's, bread. But it's bagel, is, like, bagel is bread also, though, right? Yes. But yeah, I'm but not it's, arguing it's toast that, adjacent. Yes. You're, you're not arguing. And so is English muffin. It is toast adjacent. No. It is not toast. English it's an alternative toast. to toast. I'm telling you, you tell me what the distinction is. If you can toast a bagel and it doesn't make it toast, how can you toast an English muffin and it does make it toast? Because of just the way the, the way it falls in together. I mean, it's the same way that I don't think like a soda is soup. They're both liquids, but that doesn't that doesn't just make it a soup. It has right, to before- be in it has to be in a category used as toast. English muffin is it, your waiter does not say, "Would you like sourdough rye or or an English muffin?" They, it's it's in the category. All right, before we go to the calls to definitively determine whether an English muffin is toast, and clearly it isn't. Kevin, what do you think? Allie, what do you think? I think he's right because they say, would you like uh, Jensen? Mm -hmm. Would you like uh, sourdough? Would you like rye? Would you like an English muffin? It's all in the same thing because that is the toast you are being offered. I say, yes, indeed, it is toast. If you could, just just to follow up, if Mm -hmm. you could walk into a market and say, I'm going to, where's the toast? And they Mm -hmm. send you and then you can buy done toast. I'd be with Bean. Mm -hmm. That's not the world we live in. It is not. No. Well, because to- because toast needs to be toasted. That's why. That's what you can't. To make a toast. You- to make a toast. Yes. I rest but my case. You- but you know what you get when you toast an English muffin? You have a toasted English muffin. It has been verbed. It has not been nouned. Sorry, Kevin, I'm, I'm what say busy, you? I'm too busy lighting up my victory cigar. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm with Jensen on this. Oh, mm-hmm. It's in the- certainly in the family, easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a. It's not one thousand technically the same, but it's. They're interchangeable. I'm saying it's adjacent. I'm saying it is. I mean, again, how do you describe? How do you explain the discrepancy with a bagel? You would never consider consider a bagel toast, even though it's also bread that's toasted. Why is a bagel not toasted? An English muffin is. Justin has already explained this. Uh, (laughs) I, I, I have said it's just not like I said. Soup and soda, any liquid doesn't make it a soup. It has to be any bread doesn't make it a toast. But this is in. It's said in. The, everyone says, "Would you like this kind of bread, this kind of bread, or English muffin?" All it's right, an Justin, option. You hang on. Okay. It's time for the scientific survey, kids. Hit it, Steve. It's time for Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. Now this is legally binding. Yeah. I want to remind both of you. Yeah, I'll live okay. with it. So when the listeners now, decide, you have to abide by the decision. Yeah. Now, they're on, they were on hold before they heard the topic, but by coincidence, Bradley, our first juror on line one, is a personal chef. Oh. So uh-oh. he may have already given this some thought just from his expertise before he came to the courtroom Stop today. buttering him up. <laughs> right? <laughs> See what you did there. Hey, Bradley, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? 
Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, you've heard both sides of the discussion. Is English muffin toast? I heard the, I heard everything. Jensen is right. And technically, French toast is toasted on a stove. It's not toasted in a toaster oven. So is that technically toast? And technically, I can put a barbecue rib in a toaster. Is that a toasted rib? That is, but you're making my argument, which is this English muffin isn't toast just because it's toasted. That's what I said about Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts aren't toast because they're toasted. Well, Jensen had it right. They don't offer a Pop-Tart in a restaurant. Oh, Correct. Baby, baby, Bradley, baby. <laughs> All right. This doesn't have anything so to do with restaurants. That's one for the same. Thank you. Right. That's one for, yes, English muffin is toast. Bean's already getting salty. He's so <laughs> salty. What well, I'm just saying, right. saying, sometimes dumb jurors get on the oh, jury. Right. This doesn't that's have to do with restaurants. Next call. The personal mm-hmm. chef didn't know anything about it. All right. Uh, Dan and Whittier, good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's now, Dan, you're, you're a teacher, so you're smart. Don't start oh, buttering every single no, one No, I'm up. just saying he's a teacher, so he's hey, you're smart. you're probably so clearly, very attractive clearly as well. He's, he's <laughs> going to see this one right. That's what I'm saying. Is English muffin toast or not? Well, here's the thing. If Bagel, if bagel were the only exception, then Jensen might be right. But there's another exception that they offer at restaurants. It's called a biscuit. And when you toast the biscuit, it's not toast. So, no, English muffins are not toast. Bean is correct. All right, one to one. Wow. I mean, the only reason I would argue that is that a biscuit's not offered in the same way. But anyway, move on. Well, you don't go to Cracker Barrel like I do, by the way, where a biscuit is always offered. Right. All right, one to one. Oscar, you work at a hospital. You must be very <laughs> you must, hospitable. You must save people's lives. You must really be a good person. Man, Oscar, you're like an angel almost. <laughs> Oscar, no matter what happens, I'm sending you $100. But what's your vote? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm green with Jensen. However, he's sounding very douchey. And what? I'm going to go with... That's irrelevant. Yeah. As a jury, you're supposed to be able to separate that from uh, the jury nullification. From the fact. Yeah, but it happens all the time if you don't like the attorney. Oh, yeah. I Jensen, hope I hope jurors Jensen, decide Jensen whether making... they're douchey or not. <laughs> all right, Oscar. Jensen's making really good points, but it's uh, that, that's more of a stepchild. It's if you, if you Google search a toast and every image that comes up, it's most likely going to be what Bean is describing. So, Team Bean. Uh, well, oh, that, so he's saying bread is toast. Quite a roller coaster for Oscar. Not right. Not right. Genuinely okay. hate. All right. <laughs> two to one. His, uh, his late wife hated you, too. All right, let's go to Joseph and La Mirada. Good morning. Good morning. So, hey, Joseph. where are you going to come down on this one? Okay, so mine, I'm Team Jensen on this, and this is for my reasoning. You go to a bread aisle, you find the bread mixed in with the English muffins, and bagels are completely separate oh. from everything else. Oh, uh, great point, great. Joseph. Nicely done. Great point. All right, so we're at two to two then, guys. Yeah. yeah. That means we're everything is writing on Sarah. Oh, Sarah. What can a we name. Tr- can we trust you with this? She, Sarah's my favorite in the Tegan and Sarah relationship, so this <laughs> makes sense. I mean, I, one of my favorite names, I mean... Uh, I'm going to see your well, Tegan and Sarah and tell you that Sarah yet. Spile is my favorite Hall & Oates song. Oh, okay. So All clearly, right. I love you're her. You're both breaking the rules. Sarah, okay. where do you come down on this? Because you're the deciding vote. Wow, so much flattery. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm sorry, Jensen. Oh, I am oh. definitely in the, on, team, on uh, Bean's team on this one. Oh, wow. dang it. Wow. Snap. Dang it. What is your reasoning, Sarah? Clearly, you're right. But what is your reasoning? <laughs> Bean well, can't I mean, just take the win. Say, he has to get her to say more. Yeah. <laughs> when 
I think of toast, I think of sliced bread. I don't think of English muffins. I don't think of bagels. I don't think of biscuits. I think sliced bread in a toaster. I'm sorry you're so one-dimensional. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> don't be a sore loser, Justin. And I'm glad you're so right. Thank you for waking up. That was Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie, what's happening this morning? Well, we love when William Shatner comes on the show. Yes. Uh, but we really, really, really need to get William Shatner on the show very soon. Again? Okay. Yes. Because Golden Globe and Emmy Award winner William Shatner has been confirmed to join AlienCon, the world's first convention dedicated to seeking the truth about extraterrestrial existence throughout history and solving the mysteries of the universe. Where and when is it? Because Bean will be there. It's yeah. at the LA Convention Center, June 21st through the 23rd. We need to find out what William Shatner has seen, what mm -hmm. he knows, what level of involvement has he been do you think, probed. Uh, do you think Tom DeLonge's already there? Oh, he's like, waiting. He's already setting out. up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Shatner has logged a lot of hours as a Starship captain. He right. must have seen some stuff, yes, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. But why hasn't he talked about it before? Mm -hmm. Right? You guys, we need him on, right? Agreed. I'm here with Alien Con convention. I'm here with Alien... I'm here with Alien Con attendee. Here, Nelson? Nelson, do you believe in life out there? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Send Muggs back down. Agreed. Have Apparently to. He can, he's our man. Absolutely. You guys, Variety's annual money issue was just uh, printed. I guess it wasn't printed. It's online. Whatever. Ryan Reynolds and Emily Blunt are the highest paid actors in Hollywood right now. Wow. According, Ryan Reynolds above the rock? Well, according to the publication, Reynolds is getting $27 bucks to star in the Michael Bay-directed Netflix film Six Underground, bringing him to the top of the list, followed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's getting $20 million for the highly anticipated Fast and Furious spinoff, which is Hobbs and Shaw. Robert Downey Jr. came in third with $20 million for The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. And then Will Smith at $17 million for Bad Boys for Life. Jason Statham at $13 million for Hobbs and Shaw. So, I mean, not not a bad payday. It's not terrible. $27 million, right? Ryan Reynolds, man. Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah. And you might be saying to yourself, well, what about the ladies? Oh, Emily Blunt is the highest paid actress getting, you know, less than half of what Ryan Reynolds is getting. As it's supposed to be. 12 to $13 million <laughs> for God. A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> Playing a wife, I hope. And then Gal Gadot. Gadot uh, $10 million for Wonder Woman 1984, Margot Robbie 9 to $10 million for Birds of Prey, and Kristen Stewart $7 million for Charlie's Angels. Kristen Stewart at $7 million for the new Charlie's Angels. A lot of weird stuff in that last episode. Wow. That is nuts. And, and I'm also going to say, I don't know uh, much about how Hollywood works, mm -hmm. but based on the box office of the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman yeah. movie, Gal Gadot is seriously underpaid. Yeah. If she's only making $10 million for that. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy, you guys. It is crazy. So Pete Davidson left his scheduled show at the Stress Factory Comedy Club in Bridgeport, Connecticut on Monday because the club's owner, Vinnie Brand, went on stage and joked about his exes, Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale. 
Davidson had asked Brand not to go out on stage, but he did anyway and sarcastically requested that the audience refrain from asking any questions about Davidson's love life, which, you know, it's a comedy show. Yeah, You're it's not, not it's not a Q&A. Yeah. What are you doing? So Pete Davidson got ticked, left, and then he took to Instagram to apologize to everyone who had purchased tickets, explained that I'm sorry, had to leave the show, uh, the owner disrespected me and did something I told him not to do and I can't perform under those circumstances. So <laughs> so Vinny Brand, the owner of the club, put the Instagram video up on a screen and played it and then the audience booed Pete Davidson on the screen. Who wasn't there? Who wasn't there. Hmm. This whole thing sounds not cute. It's a little bullying. Yeah. But I'll also say the owner was a dick for doing mm-hmm. it, for going against his headliner's wishes. Mm-hmm. But Pete Davidson is a comedian and should be able to go. Th- he should be- live through that, I think. Don't you think he's being a little bit of a baby here? Uh, if I specifically said to the club owner, don't go on stage and say these two things. And, and you're the he- headliner? And I'm the headliner yeah. and he did it. F. Vinny Brand. What a douche. He don't give an F about nothing. And Pete Davidson said he would very happily perform for these people for free. So, that's nice. Where's he going to go? Their house? Yeah, he's going to go knock on doors and just do a set. Which sounds fun. Millennials are so stupid. It's a good point, Jeff. I guess what we're saying is uh, Bean just hates people uh, that just want people to respect their wishes. No, it's not that. I totally, I'm not disagreeing with you. And again, I'm in in no way supporting what this club owner did. I think it was wrong. It was a total dick move. I just, Pete Davidson just in general seems like he's a very thin skin. He has perfectly good hands. That too. (laughs) He does have nice hands. That too. (laughs) You guys, there's a lot of speculation going around about Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's chosen royal baby name. People thought, okay, maybe it's Elizabeth, maybe it's Diana. Those have topped the list. But there's been a recent glitch in the official website for the British royal family. Royal baby. Fans eager to crack the case have been devoting time to typing in male names on the royal URL address. So they're putting in Prince Arthur, Prince Alexander, Prince James. And then it brings them back to the home page. Which is interesting. But then other names like Rupert or Donald just sends users to a page not found error message. (gasps) So have they allotted for certain names to be on the website? We don't know. But what say you, Bean? I don't know why anyone cares what they're going to name their baby. Agreed. But what possible difference can it make in your life what the kid is called? As someone that is moving to London, just give us the pulse of the people out there. What do you hope the name is going to be? Uh, <laughs> what do I hope the name is going to be? Yeah. I hope they're going to name him Archibald. <laughs> he loves that name. <laughs> okay. What if it's a girl? What do you think uh, the people want? I hope they'll name her Archibalda. That's not a name. <laughs> it's not a I like it. It'll be unusual. I like All it. right. What, unusual. Is, what about the queen? Any thoughts? Why not Elizabeth? Yeah. Why not There's Elizabeth? A lot, of people, yeah. a lot of people fighting for that. Elizabeth sure. and Diana. But um, recently, Grace and the name Allegra have come up on... Uh, Allegra? Allegra. It's an allergy medicine. Yeah. <laughs> a bets are coming in thick and fast for Allegra. So uh, what do you think about that, Bean? Have you ever heard that in London, that name? I've never heard the name, but I know a guy named Ibuprofen. Oh, 
Christine, I love you. All right, some birthdays for you. We've got actors Julie Benz and Jamie Dornan. Musician Ray Parker Jr. Nope. Again. Nope, that's, that's oh. the cat's doing Game of Thrones. That's sad. He's the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. guy. That's not the right one. No? All right. Wes Anderson and Tim McGraw, and that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. The uh, Weenie Roast is fast approaching June 8th at the Doheny State Beach in Dana Point. Lumineers, 311, Silver Sum Pickups, Revivalist, and more. Tickets go on sale tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for pre-sale if you have the K-Rock Street Team Password, which you can get at krock.com. Let's have Bob Saget come out, Kevin, and you and he can riff for like five I or like six it. minutes ahead of the I want to have a weenie stage. toast. I like it. We have a weenie toast mm-hmm. instead of a roast because mm-hmm. then we can decide whether it's a verb. Now you can See? weenie someone. Listen, I, I okay. don't want to. I won't want. I don't want my loss rubbed in my face. Bob <laughs> is referring to the scientific survey, yeah. which we which did. was amazing, it's legally a, binding. A, yeah, and uh, toast is is legally binding. Did it you, actually uh, can close up the fuselage. Huh? Who were you? Uh, who were you rooting for? Is anyone listening battle? to me? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, what, Kevin's playing hope? some kind of word jumble. Who are you hoping for there, Bob? Do you do you agree with the consensus of the people who are smart and wise? Oh that, man, that I didn't English buy muffin the, is not a toast. I didn't buy the whole toaster oven idea mm. of of what kind of food were they going to put in the toaster oven? Well, a rib, a, a rib. A rib. A, he yeah, didn't help he, me. He didn't help mm-hmm. me. No, he didn't. No, no, no. no. He but, voted for you, but he didn't help yeah, your he argument. Didn't help me at all. I no. think it's really semantics. It says where we are as a world. Mm-hmm. I think it represents. <laughs> what side do you come down on? It's very important. I know you don't topic. like to get political. But... <sighs> Uh, well, I would I would say that toast is um, is I, I don't look at it as a verb. I, I, I look at it as a. Well, as of a course, noun. it's a verb. You can toast anything. Yes, you can. You can toast a pop tart. It's hey, a verb. We asked him a question. Let him give his answer. I right, agree with wrong. Bean. No, I agree with Bean though. Okay, Jesus, <laughs> Bean, I miss you. I miss you too, Bean, Bob. We're so leave. happy to have you back. How do I not get you to leave? What do I do? Do I make payments? You want coupons? Bed, bath, it's and beyond? What can I I'm do? Sure, coupons would do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting. <laughs> it's too it's too late for that, Bob. But I will miss you as well as uh, as well as everybody else that uh, comes through the doors here at K Rock. Unlimited dog food, whatever you need. Mm. What can I do? That's very kind. Back hey, rubs. Bob, you have been very busy. You have a lot going on, Thank including you, yes. this movie that we're going to get to in a minute. But I wanted to ask, because you did your annual charity event for yeah. the scleroderma. Is that what it's? Scler- scleroderma. It means hardening of the skin, yes. And I know I can't get off your mailing list. I still get letters from you every week about that. But, I apologize. Um, you, you, I'm telling you what, you donate one time to Bob. He'll never forget you. <laughs> <I don't laughs> That's do everybody, by the way. It's in the toast system. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you had Dave Chappelle and John. John Mayer as part of your entertainment. The it wasn't even, uh, the John wasn't even planned. It was very interesting. Uh, what was planned was John Stamos was going to help me with my auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, often it's Jimmy Kimmel doing it and he couldn't do it because he had a baseball game to go do with Matt Damon. No, it was for television. Okay. It was okay. <laughs> but no, they and they and they felt bad about that. And then Ken Jong, who was hilarious and mm-hmm. wonderful. And then Ray Romano, who's done it many times before, who we know is a dear friend. And, uh, and Dave Chappelle said he would do it right away. I was uh, hanging out and this was months ago. He said, I'll do it. Are you it, guys but, friends? Uh, yes, for, forever, okay. forever. I mean, I'm, awesome. since I, But you he, were a little worried. You didn't want to announce it. You were a little worried that he might not show. Well, it was that wasn't it. What oh, happened okay. was he said he doesn't know what his... Public, the, what the public can do because they can go a little crazy for him because he. Oh, I see. Okay. So it was like you can put me on the invite and the evite, but don't. He didn't, he didn't say evite. <laughs> yeah, it's <very laughs> way beyond the word yeah, evite. Yeah. yeah, he's super evolved. But um, <laughs> he said you can you can announce you know 
and Dave Chappelle said he might come, which is a joke, but that went to all of our donors because we didn't want to go crazy with publicity and say, right. hey, look what we got. But uh, You don't want to raise too much money. We raised uh, <laughs> $750,000. Jesus. Wow. Bob, how much have you raised for Sclerodoma well, through the years? After, uh, after 30 years, we've raised $49 million. Oh, oh my God. That That's has incredible. gone to research. Robin Williams was the first person to ever do the benefit, and he had done it seven times. He just wow. kept doing That's it. That's amazing. Uh, what, do you, what do you need, Chief? Thank you. <laughs> he and called you chief? He, go, yeah, he would he say it to a lot of people. What do, what do you need? <laughs> and then he would just take over the stage. <laughs> the only way I could stop him, uh, I think I could say this. Uh, what does a camel have on its back? Can I say that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, sure. but maybe not in this context. But what happened was, Robin was so amazing on stage. If you were uh, next to him, he would move ahead of you, upstage, downstage. It doesn't matter. He would just find a way to centaur out. <laughs> right. you know? Look at me. I'm the fastest. <laughs> and so I would dry hump him. I would just start doing it in front of audiences. So he would come to the And they probably went crazy. They loved it. Yeah. And then he said, please get off of me. Please, aren't I too hairy for you? <laughs> no, I love you. you make Is me that laugh. your impression? No, it's, that's, the right. only, that's the only it's one bad. I did. No, I did five voices on that new video show. There's five. I just changed the pitch now because they have the machine. I like it. But anyway, it was wonderful because at one moment, John John Mayer called me during the day and said, I can't, or texted me. Sorry, didn't mean to lie. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we're good. <laughs> or exaggerate. Oh, my God, toast, toast, toast. Um, but, but he just said, I can't not be there. Uh, I've done it so many times. And so he came to the benefit. And uh, and he's friends with Dave Chappelle. They go on on tour. Yeah, what is the, This is what I'm curious about because I've never seen it. I heard that they toured together. Sometime. Yeah. What What does John Mayer do while Dave Chappelle does comedy? Well, they interchange. John does some songs, and then Dave does stuff in between. But they kind of are doing jazz. Uh, Dave. So is, Dave is also performing while he's playing. Dave the guitar? actually at the benefit the other night. There was a picture of all of of myself and John Stamos and John Mayer. Uh, who just happened to be there, <laughs> and Dave Chappelle, who showed up. Right. And uh, they just started, the band started playing. We had a nice or- orchestra that we have, and it was just uh, they, Dave Chappelle does riffs, and he just that's what they, that's what's fun for them to do together. So the that's do 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 do, and then Chappelle will go give me some drums. Like, that's you know, a weird ass crazy. act right there. I need it's to see it. It's super fun. But I mean, it, it and just Chappelle, happen- yeah, and Chappelle will say things like, you know, play me that white song I love, and then John. <laughs> John will have to play, like, some heart song or something. But it is. It's like hanging out with them, like, at a barbecue, oh, maybe? Or, like, cool. at, at a... At, a at camp- your house. Yeah, I like mean. a campfire. Like, yeah. if they're like throwing around suggestions. Like, if you're putting ribs in a toaster oven. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the they do that similar. bit, which is good. What's amazing is it really brings... These benefits that we do called Cool Comedy Hot Cuisine for the Scleroderma Research Foundation, that 30 years of them. We got one coming up in New York, end of the year. Um, they are that loose and and you've been to it Kevin. I have yeah and a bunch of times it's really really loose I mean it's just it's just fun for what no, would normally be a rubber chicken dinner which is I don't know why they call it that but that's that's showbiz tastes like that I think well tastes congratulations like on that I mean Thank I'm you. sure I'm sure you never expected it would be a thing you would dedicate so much of your year to every year and so much of your life to but it has to be the most rewarding thing you've ever been associated with well it, it, kind, it kind of is besides stuff with my daughters mm-hmm. um and having lost my sister in 1994 to scleroderma and then her being mistreated uh, medically. 
Because they didn't understand it They yet? didn't understand it, and they, they had a holier-than-thou attitude. And oh. I put it in a movie that I directed with Danny Delaney years ago called For Hope, and it was on ABC, and it kind of was the first time anybody ever heard the words scleroderma. And now there's so many patients, and we're funding major research centers at you know Johns Hopkins and UCSF and all that. Is it? It has to be satisfying to see people step up and give as much money. I mean, $49 million is a lot of money. It really is. And it's and the generosity of people is is amazing. And a lot of it is because they're connected. and, and they're, They have a family member. They themselves have it. Often it's someone that they just care about or they lost a friend. Um, also the guilt of your emails. Yeah, the emails don't stop. <laughs> I, I also direct. If I send money, will you take me off your list? Nancy, no. I will direct message you. I will send you toast in the mail with the website on it. So I guess what we're saying is Bob Saget turns out to be a pretty good dude. I think yeah, that's the takeaway he here. He's well, a pretty good dude. You're really sweet. The only reason to do this benefit is so people will think that. We well, have to working. Run. That's the only we have reason to, take a to do very it. quick break. Uh, Bob is at the Irvine Improv in June, by the way, if you want to check his website or the Irvine Improvs. And he is actually here today because he has a movie just released, what, last week? This yeah, week? Yeah, on the 23rd. Yeah, it's a new film you have not yet heard about, but wait to hear about the cast. And Bob, uh, Bob is the director and star of it. It's called Benjamin, and we'll find out all about it and more toast talk with Bob Saget when we return <laughs> right after this on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, do we want to repeat what just went on nope, in here? I think we're good. Okay. Nope, we sure uh, don't. I don't want to do that. Okay. We got well, sagged. Is that wrong to do to talk about? Yeah, I think it's wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, very. I, I say that. Oh, okay. You know, you know what's good is I didn't know. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what's acceptable anymore. Neither do we, but well, that isn't. I actually believe, and I've been touring and knowing in my stand-up that a lot is not acceptable. And I say there's a lot that I I, I don't know what to do. I I can't say. 
here's a bunch of stuff that you can't say anymore. And so that's And then 90, you say it? 90 minutes. I think Sarah Silverman did an interview this week where she talked about how there's a bunch, a bunch of stuff that she did on stage in the past that she says, obviously, she could never do today because comedy isn't static. It has evolved. We've evolved. Our tolerance has evolved. I mean, that's true for you as much as it is for anybody, I would imagine. But... We, yes. We've evolved and also in a way we we're so sensitive because and we have to be that's the thing because a lot of great comedy most of it comes from truth yeah and if you're and, and you're making fun of the most heinous stuff so that's i said heinous by the way right um <laughs> what do you want applause <laughs> no no i was it, it rhymes with a word that's oh, not, right, not right. you can say anus yeah, yeah, but not the way I was going to go. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> can you put toast in there? In the end? Yeah, is that bad? I mean, it's it? worth trying. All right. You yeah, can, but it comes mold. out as an English muffin. because <laughs> <laughs> you got so many nooks and crannies in your butt. With all the... But uh, all, all with I all the, the stand-up you do, and with all the Fuller House stuff that you do, with all the charity <laughs> stuff you do, how on earth did you have time to direct and star in this new film, Benjamin? Well, that's sweet. Uh, actually, fortunately, it was only an eight-hour eight shoot. So oh, we were, that's <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> Let's keep moving, people. Let's keep very efficient in real time. We had such good people, we just acted it out and filmed it. It's just a tape on my camera. Um, we had a short, you know, shooting schedule and a, a, a low-budget-ish uh, indie film. Mm -hmm. And we were passionate about it and held on to it for a long time. It affected me because... Uh, the story um, is about a young... It was written by Joshua Turek and uh, produced by Nicholas Tabarrok, and I just wanted to say their names so they could perk up and, okay. and hear them, and they get excited people, when you say it. So and you're much. one of the only people who can pronounce both of them. That is true. Mm -hmm. they, they, their name actually means English muffin in <laughs> Turkey. Um, you ever had turkey on an English muffin? Absolutely. This conversation Stay on target, Bob. Stay on target. I'm, thank you, Bean. I need you bad. <laughs> I need you so bad. Um... <laughs> Okay, so what happened Let's was talk, okay, go ahead. what happened was it's about a, a dad myself. I wasn't originally going to play the guy. Um, I wanted to direct it to give full throttle to all the actors, and uh, it just seemed right. It's like Danny Tanner off the rails, you know, just completely losing it. And it's a it's an R-rated movie, oddly enough, but not for language. There isn't any, but for drug use. We think my son, played by Max Burkholder, who was on Parenthood, played the autistic kid. Really great actor. Oh, he's a great actor. He's yeah. such a great actor. Such a great guy. And he's like... I was watching this and I was thinking, I can play that role. He just... <laughs> he literally just sits there and doesn't say a word. Until, well, we Ever. can't talk about it. Right. Sorry. Yeah, we can't. We, we know we can. I mean, let's don't not spoil it. Let's not spoil it. Let's just tell the end. So, <laughs> what happened is, Thanos? Uh, we, we, think, we think my kid uh, is on drugs, and so uh, Mary Lynn Rice Cub, incredibly funny, uh, we love. Act, right, I yeah. love her so much, and she—that uh, sounds so showbiz, man. That I would take that back. She's awesome. I love her so much. <laughs> I'm Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Who I do, I love Liza Minnelli so much. Okay. But what I happened? Think we're was, off target here. Okay, so the toast. Yes. Uh, the 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 uh, Maryland Rice Cub calls an intervention on Facebook. That's the premise, and that's not how you do an intervention for your kid. You and know. then we need uh, someone to lead the intervention. So I ask the family gynecologist, and I don't think families have one gynecologist. <laughs> right. I mean, what is he a puppeteer? Played by know. Rob Corddry, by the way. Who's Rob Corddry, who's I know my wife and I have separate gynecologists. We like to keep those. Uh, <laughs> <separate> <laughs> appointment. Oh, you, and you could use one person if they were, you know, multi. If they were a juggler, sure. But, but uh, 
what? Uh, but but then Rob Cord uh, and my and he leads the intervention, which is quite funny because he's not really. He's like, hearing. I'm an OBGYN. Why would you ask me that? <laughs> but you're a doctor. <laughs> right. You went to medical school. You got to do this. And then Kevin Pollock, who's hilarious and wonderful. So wait, this thing he's is great. stacked with comedians. Yeah. It's not a comedy though, right? No, it, it's a dark comedy. It has dark odd comedy. humor. Okay. It's quirky. What would you say, Kevin? I would say that it's a very funny movie about a very dark subject. Right. Yeah, I mean, That's there's we a lot of for. humor in it. And Kevin Pollock is great as your brother. Dave Rob Foley, Foley, Sherry O'Terry. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, and, this and cast. Perry Gilpin. Perry Gilpin, who's so, yeah. And uh, Clara Mamet. And this guy named David Hall, he just, he's really good. He, I love that the, the whole thing's about an intervention and not one of the people in the movie no one has any idea how to start or make it happen they or... don't even know who they are <laughs> right <laughs> you know but that's the truth and the that's the byline for the movie is the first step is admitting everyone else has a problem <laughs> and and that's what josh wrote and that's what i was attracted to it a lot and it was hard to as they always say to direct yourself because i don't even like watching myself and i know other people feel that i wonder that was what, what what that was like because the very first scene you're super emotional and i would think man, like you'd be so judgmental on yourself well i just kept rolling i didn't look at the monitor right rather than go over and look because no time and An eight so, hour shoot ex we, well yeah we had 12 hours <laughs> we, you know we had our 12 hour days and, and you know those normal days and and we did it quick quickly but but to go look at yourself and say oh, i want to do that that's like a You'd joke be too critical there's no time there's yeah. So, yeah. and i'd rather I'm good at, like, when I've done Broadway plays, I'm good at just over, just go over and over. It's a perfect OCD exercise. Right. It's like, it's, it's a, I love directing because you don't need to see it. Beat and I have a, a slogan, and that is, it's not good, but it's done. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> great slogan. 30 years of excellence. <laughs> well, we, so, that's really funny. So, Bob, um, you've directed a bunch of stuff in the past, uh, including uh, other movies. Was this the, the hardest and the, the, the hardest you've ever worked directing a movie? Um, I think, you know, no movie is easy. It's mm -hmm. the sixth one I made. This one uh, was had its own particular difficulties, which was we worked under some tough conditions, and it was you know a bit of a guerrilla shoot because it's just so hard. But we got lucky because, um, and it's so funny to bring it up because it it will you know where the movie has arrived. Uh, you make an independent movie, you normally go into like the Lemley Theater. You're there for a couple weeks. You go in to check out, look at your movie. There's four <laughs> four guys in there in coats, and then <laughs> and then your video on demand, and then your iTunes, and that's the thing. So it was it's the first original Red Box made movie. Now Red Box is those red kiosks. So when I've gone on dumb publicity, gone mm -hmm. on dumb publicity, and Good. I painted that fence with Tom Sawyer. <laughs> when I, when I, just the, all, with all the press I was doing, especially last week in New York, it, people were going, red box, what? The red thing? And it that looks like it's in England? And I went, well, there's 41,000 of those. Uh, but that's their main thing is we're the first video, the first original video on demand. So the Redbox app is no different than any app. That's how I watch it. You can stream it. You can stream yeah. it and oh, or, or yeah. download it. And so they, it's as and easy they, as seeing it on Netflix. It is exactly the same thing. And they have 50 million subscribers. That's what people didn't know. Wow, oh, I had no idea. Right. Yeah. So when I found that out and uh, my producers, uh, uh, 
Listen to these names, Jeff Sackman and Barry Meyerwitz. Okay. Yeah, they came from the garment district. And, <laughs> yeah, they, and they, they were born for this business. <laughs> <laughs> they give you a good deal on the movie they buy? <laughs> they gave me coupons. Uh, but, but, the, but the great thing is it found a home in Redbox. Because it's, not only because it's their first, they're based in Chicago, so they don't, they're not L.A. New Yorkish in their attitude. And they're, Yeah, you want to stay away from L.A. and New York when you're promoting a movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> not promoting, but having someone back. I just got lucky on this particular film. Mm-hmm. That, that they this, decided they wanted to. Yeah, because it's millions of people will see it now. Yeah. And then, of course, it'll go on to other platforms. As it That's continues. great. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah. learned something here today. I had no idea that that was another option now for streaming movies. That's cool. Nor did I. I thought you sit in one of those Redbox things, you just drive it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll just drive it around until you're done watching and then park it again? (laughs) You can do that. (laughs) All right. The movie is called Benjamin. Bob Saget directed, stars in it, along with Rob Corddry, Marilyn Reitzkub, uh, Kevin Pollack, Perry Gilpin, Dave uh, Foley, Max Oteri. I mean, what a great cast. And it sounds like a dark comedy, which is right up our alley here on The Kevin and Bean Show. And that's available as of today until further notice, right? Yeah, it'll be for a while, for a long time. Okay. And uh, Bob will next be on stage at the Irvine Improv in June, by the way, the weekend of the 21st, if you want to check that out, improv.com slash Irvine. Tickets are just 30 bucks to see the great Bob Saget on stage. All right, so we had you last month for a thing. We have you today for a thing. So I assume we'll see you in a month, right, Bob? I think uh, as soon as I find out the announcement on the uh, Videos After Dark show, uh, I'll I'll be begging to come in besides the fact that I love you guys. All right. You know you're always welcome, Bob. We love you, too. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Love you, Bean. Don't leave. (laughs) That's too late. Darn it. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. What do you guys think about asking Adam Carolla the answer to the spoiler question? I bet he would know. He's got an opinion on everything. He does. He's one of the smartest guys we know. Mm -hmm. That's true. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ace Man. Yeah, man. Is it okay to post spoilers on Twitter when you're watching a television show, or should you at least give people a couple of days before you give away key plot points before you start putting them up on your your Instagram, your Facebook, your Twitter? Uh... I'm not interested in any spoilers. I'm not interested in comic book movies. I'm not interested in Comic-Con. I'm not interested in what's going on with the Avengers. I have no interest in this because I'm an adult male. And I, I focus on important things. So people, there's a good, there's a, here's a good thing. Here's why I do like people getting outraged by people posting spoilers on Twitter I, uh, I turn on the news, I see Venezuela's on fire, and then I turn on my computer and people are outraged that somebody posted a spoiler, and I think, we're, we've got it made as a country. We're out of problems. <laughs> this is one of my very many out of problems situations for this country. Think about how few problems we have as a country when this is a big deal. Okay, but you don't understand that the Ice King is killing a bunch of people on Game of Thrones, Ace. That's what you're missing. The Ice King, the to Night me, King. is... The a, Night King, yeah. Whatever he's called. The Night King. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not interested in bizarre uh, medieval uh, fantasies. It's a, it's a weird thing. Uh, first off... Why don't you have any joy are, in your life, Adam? <laughs> I do. Listen, <laughs> There are things, you, you, you're an adult male, 
there's cars and there's porn and and not in that order. And there's also probably car porn, or if there's not, I got to get on that. <laughs> there is, yeah, there is. So All right, now we're covered. Yeah, you make a you make a fair point. Uh, Adam Carolla is back on the program. He was with us not long ago, but he has a very exciting week this week because he is opening up at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. Folks may not have heard about this in Las Vegas. This is at the link, which is at Caesar's Palace, right? Uh, it's actually Jimmy's house. I'm playing his garage. Wow, that's oh, strange. Oh, no, I think the link, the link is, is owned it's by it's Caesar's. A, yeah, it's across the street from yeah. Caesar's. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Now, did he come yeah. to you? You're a wise businessman with an empire of your own to run. Did he come to you and say, hey, good investment to put money into a club in Las Vegas, a place where there's already a million other places to see comedy? That's a loaded question, Bean. I just think Jimmy wants to open a club so he can recreate that scene from Casino where De Niro goes into the kitchen and he breaks open two blueberry muffins. And one of them has like two blueberries in it and the other has 128 blueberries in it. And he starts screaming, I want the exact amount of blueberries in each muffin. And you think, do you know how long that's going to take? And he goes, I don't care. That's why he wants those. That's Jimmy's reason. Okay. <laughs> That's his only reason. He doesn't care about comics or comedy or the art form. Look, he wants to go to the kitchen and yell at everybody. It's a lofty goal. And you got to shoot for it, something, right? It is. Uh, no, I, it, it's going to be the best food in any comedy club ever. Yeah, Jimmy does love his food. Oh, he's a foodie. There's no question he's a foodie. I'm sure he I'm sure he put more time into hiring the chef for this club than he did thinking about what it would be like to perform on the stage. Absolutely. Have you been down there? You seen it in person, Adam? Uh, I was around when they were putting it together, but I've not seen the finished product. And obviously, they open this this Thursday, and I think Harlan Williams is going to be out there. And then I'm going to come in and do my podcast at the ten o'clock show. Okay, so this is 10 o'clock. This is tomorrow night at the Lincoln Las Vegas. Adam Carolla on stage doing his podcast at Jimmy Kimmel's brand new comedy club. Tickets are on sale right now for 49 bucks through Ticketmaster.com or AdamCarolla.com. That is, uh, that's, a, that's amazing for Jimmy, though. I mean, I, this does seem like the type of thing that would be a lifelong dream for him as much as he loves comedy and show business and Las Vegas. Yeah, his hometown. It's kind of it's kind of cool to have your name on a on a club, and it's you know it's another milestone. I'm sure it'll be a horrible money loser, and he'll just burn it and hammer an insurance check in a few months. But it's still a milestone. <laughs> yes, Positive is. thinking, Adam. Right? <laughs> I said uh, a few Adam, months. I you did. Say a few weeks. You yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that you just signed a big renewal with your Podcast One deal to keep your fine family of podcasts going for the next five years. You seem like a guy. Am I reading you wrong that is so rich that you don't have to be doing 15 hours of podcasting every week? Uh, No, I I have plenty of, you know, plenty of bills I need to pay. So I definitely need to work. But as you guys know and knew back in the day, I've always kind of looked at talking as free. Like, it's great to get paid for it, but I never really get to think of it as work. Like, when I met you guys, you know, back in the mid-90s, 94, I was happy to come on your show for free just to have a place to talk. I just like to say that talking isn't necessarily easy for all of us. (laughs) Or (laughs) Kevin's looking in the mirror right now. (laughs) Uh, A lot of work it takes, Adam. (laughs) Well, listen. 
listen, Kevin, it's not my fault. You should have been a roofer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam, you do make it look easy. Now, you're not going to waste all that money sending your kids to college, though, right? You know what a waste of time that is. No, I'm not sending them to college. Uh, I, I'm scared of college. Uh, my kids aren't frankly smart enough to get to college i mean they got to be the dumbest kids in their school i had to have all of the door jams in my new home modified to accommodate their dunce caps no lie i literally they have to duck like kareem abdul jabbar when they walk into a restaurant because the dunce caps are still on Oh well, we we just saved you a bunch of money that you had to pay somebody in the admissions office. But you'll uh, spend it on therapy. Exactly. All right. Adam Carolla, Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club. That's going to be tomorrow night. It would be worth a trip to Las Vegas to see him at the link, 10 p.m. for the podcast, Ticketmaster.com. And you're right around the corner for more local shows, too, along with our friend Adam Ray hosting at the Brea Improv. That's four big shows the weekend of May 17th. That's the Adam Carolla is Unprepared Tour, where you throw out the topics and the ace man makes something out of it like he does. AdamCarolla.com. Have a great time in Las Vegas. Give our best to Mr. Kimmel when you see him. And as always, we appreciate you stopping by, Adam. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Uh, Allie's here with a final look at what's happening here on a Wednesday morning. What's going on? What's going on is uh, Game of Thrones breaking records once again for ratings. Well... Big, big night, you guys, on Sunday. It was the third episode of season eight. And when we saw the the record that was set on the premiere with 17.4 million viewers, we all thought that's insane. It's but insane. it's the premiere. We get it. It's huge. Well, uh, third episode on Sunday night topped it. 17.8 million overnight viewers. We don't need we the don't cat. Need the, we don't need the cats really so much. Right? Yeah, they're doing the Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, we, we get, get it. it we get cats. it. They're meowing the Game of Thrones. Yeah, remember. That's an incredible number. Yeah, that's amazing. Just unbelievable. I am uh, furious mm-hmm. at my friends Yeah, and my family uh-huh. and the media right? for not telling me that Game of Thrones was so good. Yeah, nobody's talking furious. about it. Yeah. Nobody had been talking about it, and now I'm watching it, and I'm like, where the hell were you people six years ago when the show <laughs> mm-hmm. debuted? I could have been enjoying it this whole time. My get-up on tomorrow is going to be Game of Thrones. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so just Really under the radar morning. right now? Yeah. Okay, excellent. I'm obsessed with it now. You're insane. Are you going to go back and watch the ones you've missed? I mean, I would like to think so. It's mm-hmm. hard to find that kind of time because, as we know, too much TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's hard to keep up with even the stuff that's on currently. Mm-hmm. But I think I would love it. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. I think people have been telling you that for six years. Oh, oh people did mention it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it did win a bunch of Emmys yeah. for Best Series? Oh, I guess I missed that. Okay. Yeah, you guys. So uh, good, you guys. You got to check it out. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, thank me. you for that. So the Netflix-based company that was founded by former President Obama and his wife, Michelle Obama, have announced a slate of projects to be released over the next few years. It's called Higher Ground Productions, and they plan to produce seven television series and movies, both scripted and documentary style. Releases include a feature film adaptation of the book Frederick Douglass, Prophet of Freedom. That's boring. Listen to (laughs) your vegetables and eat your parents. Thanks, Obama. That's a series for preschoolers that explains where food comes from. And Crip Camp, that's a feature-length documentary. Is that a dance? What? Dude, the Crip, isn't that a dance? It is a dance. Thank you. Um, I went 
with gang members. Ah. But we're both wrong. It's a okay. feature-length documentary about a summer camp for disabled teens. It'd be like Hitler playing golf with Netanyahu. I don't think we're saying that. I'm Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Okay, good. Well, it's your production company, so you should you should be into it. It'd be funny. Obama if- and Biden. <laughs> right. are, are you kidding? The Three Stooges. That's, uh, that's two. Um, what if they did like a jackass revival or something? I want them to do something that's just like not so political and serious. Yeah. yeah. Like Biodome, the TV show. All right. <laughs> something like just out of a reality uh, show. I don't, yeah. Re- yeah. Paradise Island. <laughs> we do big things. Mm-hmm. Good news for Empire fans. The show's coming back for season six. Uh, bad news for Jesse Smollett because he doesn't appear to be coming back. Fox issued it oh. shouldn't. Fox issued a statement saying, by mutual agreement, the studio has negotiated an extension to Jesse Smollett's option for season six. But at this time, there are no plans for the character of Jamal to return to Empire. That's what America's all about. Mm. So it sounds like they're standing by the contract they have to stand by? No, they no. renewed it. I mean, they gave him another they're one. They're giving what? him an extension. Well, why would they do that if there's no plans to have him? Because so there's they don't no get reason sued. to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't get sued, first of all. There's no legal reason. And probably just waiting to see how the civil case goes. And if he's found guilty in that, then they could be like, ah, you're out of your contract. Yeah. That's how they say it. (laughs) Yeah. Canceled. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Um, What do you guys think about this? A new luxury condo development in Vancouver, Canada, hoping to lure in some younger folks for its expensive condos. One bedrooms there start at just under $300,000. It's close to daily conveniences like transit, shopping, parks, and restaurants. Spacious modern interiors designed to maximize natural sunlight flowing into each home. And if you buy one, you get free avocado toast for a year. <laughs> that is a hell of a thing is that right there. The dumbest That's thing fantastic. Ever? That's I read dumb. this and just laughed out loud. That's like fantastic. you're like, I don't know, I was gonna go with the one down the street, but this is free avocado. Avocado toast for a year. I mean, every day. It's not avocado English muffins, I'll tell you that. It is every day from a local restaurant. You can get free avocado toast or any other comparable breakfast option from a local restaurant for a year. Now, is that actually a tribute to millennials or is that mocking millennials? I don't know. I mean, that's like $16. For like a good avocado toast. It could be. Is it that much? It's yeah. Some like are, a, yeah. Yeah, for like a serious one. Whoa. Yeah. Some avocado toast has like an egg on top of it. Some, they do like a lemon drizzle. Uh, some. I didn't really know they good. got so fancy. Oh, I don't yeah. like avocados, so. <gasps> what? Wait, what? I don't like avocados. Why don't you leave this country? I don't eat. I <laughs> Beat it, commie. <laughs> I don't eat them. I don't like them. I don't want them. How can you not like avocado? I just, I don't. I'm with you. Beat it, commie. I'm with you. You don't, uh, you don't eat guacamole at all? No. Oh, my God. No. They're one avocado. And then they're ignorant mother <laughs> like you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. How did, did any of us know this about No. Him? He continues to surprise with badness. <laughs> Look, Sorry, I would have got the job toast. if I'd have mentioned it in the interview. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That is, that is I devastating. Just, I just don't like them. They're <sighs> icky and mealy. Well, you're wrong. They're not mealy at all. They are. You're the eating texture. bad avocado if no, they're good mealy. Up. My wife loves them. She eats them every day. They're icky. Oh. <laughs> icky? icky? What are you, a nine-year-old yeah. girl? I just, no, please. Ew. Pass. Cooties. Hard pass. You're so weird. You are so weird, you guys. 
By the way, um, shout out since we're talking the breakfast food. Mm-hmm. Our old uh, stomping ground, Kevin, the Tallyrand mm-hmm. in the Valley in Burbank, celebrating its 60th anniversary today with a bunch of specials on the menu. So, Where do you get who, news like that? I, I subscribe to the Tallyrand. Google alert. No, you that don't. Was the You're worst. just joking. You couldn't even get through it. <laughs> no, Here's what I remember from that restaurant. Is that where we went with Andy? Uh, we went there a bunch of times with a bunch of people. The program director for K Rock, when he flew us out here mm-hmm. and offered us the job, uh, we had to pay for the meal because he didn't have any money. With <laughs> no. <laughs> that was not the Talleyrand. That, that was not where okay. that happened at the Talleyrand. Uh, but we did used to go to the Talleyrand a lot for lunch with Corolla and with Jimmy Kimmel oh, and other right. people who've worked on the show. And we were always the youngest people in there by half a century. Is that the yes. one in, in Burbank? Yeah. Okay. It's is people on Olive Avenue. Yeah. 89 and 100. That's is who that, goes there. Is that where Dave got a half salad? <laughs> I don't think so. That's a different place. <laughs> but Dave did get a half salad, and that was he his did. nickname for about four yep. years. I love the Tallarine. I would so be there today if I lived close enough. I really it's, would. It's really just aggressively average. It's pretty good. It's happy, just not. Happy anniversary Tallarine. Uh, what are some of the specials you had mentioned that they have? Well, their toast was mm-hmm. unparalleled. I mean, their okay. toast was amazing. Oh, no, you're cutting out. Oh, am I I cutting out? Yeah, you should check your signal. Oh, what a bummer. Guys. We really wanted to hear that. I wanted to hear everything he's eating there. (laughs) This is a really riveting conversation. I know. Agreed. What's going on? This may not shock you, but having a dog is good for your social life because almost half of owners have made friends while on their walks. Makes sense. A study of 2,000 dog owners found that they have met an average of four new people through their pet while walking their pet or at training classes. And this has led to the dogs themselves having a social life. 60% of owners believe their pet should have dog friends. Does Brunch have dog friends? Uh, He has a cousin Mm -hmm. that he hangs around, and he obviously has Bill, the cat. Sure. But no, we don't have any pal. Like, he's not very social in that way when Mm -hmm. walking. Okay. Yeah, sniffs a butt, barks, walks. Okay. Three in ten dogs have other animal companions. Yeah. Majority of them are cats. Bill. Yeah, like Bill. The study also found that 54% of dog owners believe that having a pet has boosted their confidence because they're now easily able to talk to strangers when they wouldn't have before. It's the opposite for me. I don't want anyone talking to me on my walk. Really? Kinda. That's the point of having a dog though is to be like, hey, check out my dog. This is awesome. You've met people while walking a pet that you're like, want to hang out with more? I I chat with most people when I see them with a dog. I feel like the people I that converse with me about my dog or people I w- think should be in jail. They're the wrong people? Yeah. I'm just like... <laughs> so these, me. That's what people. you're saying. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Like, I see someone with a dog and I immediately smile at their dog. Yeah. And then I smile at them. Oh, what's your dog's name? What's on? his name? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what breed? Absolutely. Let me go home. Hey, uh, Dave, wow. tell us about Rhonda, please. Rhonda has friends in their building. See? Yeah. yeah. With Zeppelin and uh, Roger. Mm-hmm. There's more friends than Dave has. Yep. <laughs> True. I, I will it. tell you that when I, uh, or when we walk Linus, mm-hmm. he, he, he doesn't, we don't take him out to, to poop. That's not the purpose of the walk. It's exercise. He wants the exercise. Mm-hmm. He, he gets all ready to go. He doesn't, he's not happy unless somebody stops and plays with him. Yeah. And and oz and rubs him and everything like you that. Like it's not it. a satisfying walk for him unless he gets attention. Right. He wants love on the walk. So yeah, we do have to talk to the people 
who stopped by to talk to Lighthouse. What a horror for attention, am I right? I mean... Come on. He's pretty needy. <laughs> he's pretty needy. Wow. Well, he knows he's cute, and he's furious if that's not acknowledged. <laughs> brunch, the only thing Brunch does do is if, if we stop and talk, like, and, and they smell each other for a second, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get a long enough run with that, mm-hmm. just a little smell, whatever, yeah. he'll scream at that dog. Really? But if I sit around for a while, let him do the whole sniff around, he'll just walk away. Don't care about that dog. So he wants uh, the a few, amount of minute, time yeah. to be perfect for him. Yes. Otherwise, piss. Have yes. you ever thought of uh, sniffing butts with him? Like as a co-thing where you're doing it with your pet? I mean, I, if that if that will make me closer to him, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it will, so give it a try. And get I've back been to sniffing us. the front side. So I'll just flip it around. Um... Our job is weird, but it's also boring. (laughs) (laughs) Some birthdays for you. Tim McGraw, Jamie Dornan, Julie Benz, Wes Anderson, and Bean if you can. What happened with Donna and Ray Parker Jr.? Yeah, we need the story quickly. I mean, the way I remember it briefly is that Donna was 15 and she was working at Magic Mountain and Mm -hmm. she was working one of the ice cream places there. And Ray Parker came in, and I think, if I remember the story correctly, I think he demanded an extra scoop, like he won a little something for free. That's what you've told us, yes. A little mm-hmm. Ghostbusters uh, bonus uh-huh. there. And Donna said, I, I, you know, she's 15. She can't break the rules, right? Right. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you. And he took the ice cream and threw it at her. <gasps> That's insane. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, threw bless it, you, threw it and we got a bonus sneeze. <laughs> oh. I mean, <laughs> right all over, her, all over her uniform and everything. She had to go change. It was in her hair. And she just could not believe how mean the Ghostbusters guy was. And Bean still loves him. Well, I still love Ray Parker. because still our great song. <laughs> have we ever <laughs> talked to Ray Parker Jr. about this? No, we never have. We've talked to Don about it, and she is still scarred from it. But that's not going to stop me from playing Jack and Jill when it comes on. Would we like to ask Ray Parker Jr. about this? Yeah. Why? Do you know Ray Parker Jr.? Calabasas resident. Uh, yes. <laughs> Go knock on his door <laughs> yes, today. Yes, we would. All right. There's we'll no way it. he would remember that, honestly. And it would He be threw a, ice cream at a, a child. A child. I know. But I've, and I've thought about this. I've thought about a possibility of, of having that confrontation. But I feel like it would be a dick move to invite him on the show and then intentionally and only to embarrass him for no, something but that are happened we above that? 40 years ago. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable okay. with it. All right. What if, Bean, he Bean has been him. thinking about this every day? Like, oh, if I could only apologize to that if young lady. I could lady. just make it right. I was so out of my mind. Why would I have done that? This is something that maybe is like crippling him anxiety-wise. So we might be offering him closure. That's yes. what I'm saying. He's going to say that's what held him back from having a second big hit. He's had a lot of hits, first oh, of all. Oh, come on. Defending the abuser. Defending the abuser. By the way, you've been Ray manipulated. Parker, you guys have no idea what a phenomenal musician Ray Parker Jr. is. You know, he was he was playing. He's touring with the Rolling Stones when he was 17 years old. Bean. Playing with yeah, number one, we can't hear you. Number two, Bean, do you know how long Tina Turner stood up for Ike Turner? Right. I don't think it's the same. I just got a text from Donna, Bean's wife. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not one, not two, but three flipping off emojis for you, Bean. (laughs) So, yeah, you've got some some answering to do once you get off the air. At least publicly you could fake it and say that's when I turned on him. It was awful. I don't love him anymore. Just fake it. 
I'm completely team Donna. He was absolutely in the wrong. He mm-hmm. was a jerk, and he never should have thrown ice cream at her. But that doesn't make him a great musician. That's all. That's the doesn't only make him thing. a bad, Again, musician. bad musician. You separate yeah. the that you separate the art from the artist. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Well, today I expect you to be bumping uh, the Ignition remix and mm-hmm. Man in the Mirror. It's not the watching same. a Woody Allen movie. He didn't molest anybody. He just got uh, overexcited with his dairy products. Big Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> overexcited for you. with oh, his dairy I products. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Please, this got real please. creepy. That's what's happening. Thank you, Ellie. On your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning and all-new Kevin and Bean Show. Thursday morning means Jensen has a new get-up on this. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Pardo, one of our favorite comedians, will Love be in him. studio with us. Love him so much. And some live music from Silver Sun Pickups. Sweet. In the studio as well tomorrow. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.